Welcome to episode 61 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. And this time around, we're looking at 731. It originally aired exactly 20 years prior to the release of this podcast on December 1st, 1995. The only identified location is West Virginia, but a lot of the action takes place on a moving train that was bound for Canada, which likely crossed the state lines in the time frame we're looking at, and it had an IMDb user score of 8.8 out of 10. This is the second half in a two-part episode, although the teaser before this doesn't pick up on the cliffhanger that we had last time with Mulder losing his phone while on top of the train. Instead, it shows actions conducted by the U.S. government that are rather reminiscent of the Holocaust and the Nazi camps from World War II. It's the slaughter of a number of innocents who are living in a leper colony. Cut back from that, and we actually get some quick exposition that gets viewers caught up if perhaps they lost the first one without even the previously on segment prior to it. They repeat the footage of Mulder losing his cell phone when he's riding on top of the train, picks up where it left off, you know, where you can see his cell phone. This time we see it, you know, drop and see his reaction to it. So there's not a whole lot of overlap, but there's enough to remind you where he is. And then we cut to Scully and X in Mulder's apartment, and we get Scully stating or going to X you knew about this, you knew this, you knew this, you knew this, doing a quick recap and exposition for everyone else. Now, the guest cast is pretty much the same as last week with the addition of Michael Patonin. He's the train conductor in his third of four relatively small roles in the series, dating back to a motel manager in Deep Throat. The whole episode is wrapped around echoes of the Nazi atrocities, and the actual 731 title came from the name of a Japanese unit that performed similar experiments. In most of this, Mulder's trying to get what he believes to be an alien trapped in a quarantine car on a train, while Skelly is convinced through the combination of X and the First Elder, in fact, when she finds the leper colony, that it's actually a deformed human, and experiments were being conducted to create a breed of soldier that was immune to the most dangerous weapons of the time. And eventually, the red-haired man we met last week, who's on the train with Mulder and kills the scientists they're looking for and attempts to kill Mulder, gets Mulder thinking along the same lines, that this is not necessarily an alien, but a super soldier product. Although Mulder's probably thinking that there's alien DNA in this hybrid creature. But this is a huge piece of the myth arc, because one of the basics of the show, and one of the tenets, is that Mulder believes in Scully's a skeptic. Well, from the audience perspective, Mulder's been right every single time, no question. So then Scully's going to start to lose credibility down the road if she doesn't start believing as well. And this is a very nice touch for that. What this does is it keeps her credible by giving her an alternate explanation. So they both agree that there's a government conspiracy. They both agree that there's terrible experiments going on. They both agree that there's illegal activities that need to be stopped. But only Mulder believes there's aliens involved. Scully believes it's basically advanced human technology still being used for nefarious purposes. So it allows them to keep the two of them together and keep Scully credible and intelligent while still skeptical. We'll expand on her skepticism a little bit more next week. But in terms of the long-term planning for the series, one of the key pieces that's established here is that the chip that was implanted in Scully was doing a lot more than monitoring. It was possibly recording her brain impulses. In addition to what we learned last week, which is that those who've removed them and had those chips implanted have often developed cancer. We also see a little bit more about X. So he is sort of pushing in the direction and giving them clues they need to keep the investigation going and make actual headway. But 
he's not necessarily as game for things as Mulder would like him to be. Certainly not as involved as Deep Throat, but he may actually care and need Mulder more than he wants to admit, since at the end he could save either the super soldier or possible alien, or Mulder, and chose to save Mulder. Although Chris Carter openly admits that that was more of a deus ex machina, and sometimes you just need someone to do that kind of thing to keep the series going without killing off your lead. It also says a lot about his character, that compared to Mulder, when Mulder had the NSA man at gunpoint, he said, you know what, as a member of the NSA, you know that a gunshot wound to the stomach is one of the slowest and most painful ways to die. Well, just to warn you, I'm not a good shot. When I miss, I tend to miss low. And later on, when the red-haired man has knocked Mulder out and is trying to escape, what happens? But he gets shot in the stomach, no warning, quite suddenly by X, who we've seen is very capable before. So he probably could have shot him anywhere he wanted to, and he chose to shoot him in the stomach. But in the end, basically the government gets away with it. The elements that they admit to, they just simply apologize for, which is where apology is policy, the tagline for this episode, comes from. So that's it for this week. Feedback can be read in the podcasts if it is sent to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. Feel free to rate or review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help all the shows you listen to get noticed. So if you can, one day sit down, take a few minutes, review everything you listen to on a regular basis. Join us again next week as we deal with revelations. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Poolside by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content, copyright 2015, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.